This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Welcome to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. My name is Ben Lynch, and today we have a very special guest. Steve Willis is a qualified fitness coach and former team commander with the Australian Special Forces. With his signature dark sunglasses and black t-shirt, Commando Steve has become a familiar face on the Australian television series, Australia's Biggest Loser. He's also a father of four kids from 18 months, about 18 months, is Axel, he's nearly two. Yep. Nearly two to 18 years, which is an incredible role in its own right. It's a very big welcome to you, Steve. And my first question right off the bat, given your personal and professional evolution as a dad, fitness entrepreneur and businessman, yep. is what do you hope to be remembered for? What will, what's the legacy you're creating? Um, I guess in the legacy is, is a permission piece to do things differently. I guess in, in the profile that I've been afforded, like I've done a lot of great stuff in my life, you know, as, as many people have, but I, I believe in the sense of being fortunate to be provided a soapbox that I can kind of stand on and from time to time, um, say a few words. And, uh, and in doing that, um, what is it that I say? And, what is the message that I want to get across? And that is that I'm a human being like much like anybody else. And pain, suffering and fear is real, but it's not unique. And to be aware or more mindful of, of your thoughts, your emotions, your actions and just how you, uh, you operate both professionally. And even for my own kids is to, um, to show them that, that they don't have to be like me. They don't have to be like their mother. They don't have to be like anybody else other than themselves. And the more that they can be true to themselves, I think uh, there's always going to be suffering. There's always going to be challenges, but um, you, there won't be a lot of the unnecessary uh, kind of pain that comes your way. Yeah. <laughs> so then are you the commando at home with the kids and you've got them all in order and uh, routine and structured? No, like there's definitely uh, a foundation and and some structure around things. But if I compare or measure against my my own upbringing, I'm nothing like how I was brought up. Uh, But times have changed as well. Yes. But with with the whole commando side of things, I um I let my actions do the talking more so. So you know, with physical activity and the way in which I eat and the things that I do or don't do. I make sure that I'm conscious of those things in my daily activity. You know, sometimes I just don't feel like doing a workout and the like, but I'll, I'll get it done. And, you know, and the kids will see that, you know, when you're kind of up against certain things and, and not trying to make things out as a, as a grind and a chore either. Yeah. Like I think a lot of us get quite, I'm getting a bit deep now. Um, <laughs> we like it. We, 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 we the the mundane chores of everyday life we tend to overlook or we we choose to ignore because they're not sexy they're not cool they're not exciting hmm. uh, and I've I've recognised that um, you know early on in my army career that they're important there's a responsibility piece tied to all of that and accountability from washing the dishes to to putting your clothes away to making sure that 
that your belongings are in order and for the life that you know myself and Michelle live we're constantly on the go mm. um, you, you need that type of structure and when that structure is there it's almost like you don't have any structure if it makes sense yes yeah and um, people scratch their head wondering why and and I I look at anyone in in different fields in their craft and the things that they do and they're willing to hone in on the simple mm. like the, mo- the 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 things that most people tend to overlook they're all over it mm. they um they they've got that foundation locked away and then that foundation is a springboard mm. it's a springboard into more complex and exciting things but first, without the foundation, it, it's it's uh, it's a sandy beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good lesson to to really hone in on the simple things and mm. use that as your foundation. Uh, we've got a community of business owners who, you know, they've got a family life and they've got their own health and business, and like much like yep. yourself that uh, that structure and simplicity can be hard to find um, and easy to negate or, or look over. So you're yeah. really coming back to the simple things, the simple disciplines uh, for yourself and for your family, relationships and business are so important uh, as the foundation. Yeah, most definitely. And you know, listening to you just reiterate that back, it's we talk very much around balance, and what does balance look like? And we, we live in a world of complexities and technology and the pace, you know, everyone talking about how, how fast everything, um, moves nowadays. Well, yes, that, that does occur. Um, and what is that? What's the opposite of that? What's the polarity to that? And, um, and that's creating space and stillness. That then helps the needle to find that equilibrium or the middle point. And so doing more of nothing, essentially, you know, if you, if you take, if you take a leaf out of a, uh, out of a, a yogi's book or a, or a Buddhist monk's book, there's, there's more time spent creating space and stillness, which helps to kind of empty that cup and allows you when you choose to go back into doing the more complex and, 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 and output orientated things to have that that room to do it and we we then find that we're not as um diff or thoughtful or mindful in in how we respond to um the situations that are unfolding in front of us mm. we're more measured then yeah absolutely so uh, you mentioned there before that you obviously lead an incredibly busy life uh, uh your partner michelle as well and family and business how do you then find that center and and that reset that quietness in the mm. schedule and the life that you lead? Yeah, spending time in nature, and I think that's something that ever since I was little, and then through the army, I wasn't <laughs> as um, open minded to it because it was a job in the military, and you know, spending a lot of time in the bush. But reflecting back now, hours upon hours of just laying there or sitting there or or walking and patrolling without saying anything and just you were just working on this other energy this intuition you'd learned the skills but you, you'd lock them away and they were so second nature that you could just do things and you didn't need to talk hmm. there was there was it was the action piece but um nowadays we um 
we have some property or you know, we go down there and you know, we've got <laughs> 10 acres and I'll, I'll just go outside and sit on the grass and close my eyes and breathe yeah. and, um, and just create that space and, and, and have some stillness to, to mowing the lawn, to you know, doing, <laughs> doing all those types of things. But, um, and just spending quality time mm. and not feeling that I need to, for myself but also with my children, constantly be seeking excitement. Mm, wow. One of my sons is mm. six and he's very academic, yeah. but he's not the most coordinated kid mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to physical activity. So playing some handball against a brick wall to help him bring those skills up. Yeah. You know, just just little little things. Um, throwing a frisbee, you know, swimming in a pool. Uh, it's um, without a whole lot of structure and routine. It's not like we're training for a goal and a, and a competition where – I'm thinking of it as life skills and, mm. and and things that that help to build their confidence and belief, so they can take they take that with them into their teens and into their adulthood. Mm, absolutely. So you've obviously taken a lot of uh, lessons and skills away from your career evolution in the mm. army and the military, and now in business and fitness. I'm interested to pick up on the time in the military and especially yep. around leadership. Uh, we've got business owners here who are, if nothing else, leading themselves, uh, yeah. but they're often leading a team of people. I'm interested mm. to know what you've observed, um, maybe in the military and, and outside of that, as some key leadership qualities that you see in someone that you know, you're really willing to follow and be by their side moving forward. What what do you think really makes a, a strong leader or even a strong parent in that case? Yeah, it's um, it's your ability to be measured and aware when things are getting tight or uncomfortable. There's, a, there, there's, there's agitation. Mm-hmm. And um, I run a number of camps and, and, and even training sessions. And I, I even have some clients, personal clients who are business owners and you see them come in, and when things are quite comfortable and they and they and they're um, relaxed in their environment, they do okay. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you start to the, those thumb screws start to tighten, and the and the pressure's on, and um, the environment, for whatever reason, whether it's hot or or it's cold or it's raining or whatever it might be, people start to fall apart. Me included. Yeah. yeah, I've 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 been put through all of this in in my military time, and I remember doing a um a subject course for corporal. Now it's not a hmm. you know it's it's an important rank within the military, but it's not like a, a high high rank. Mm-hmm. And um the how long was the course? I think it's it goes for like six weeks or something or eight weeks. And um but I remember the the component where we had to go into the field mm-hmm. for for about two weeks. And they absolutely beasted us. They put us under so much pressure, but they just wanted to see if we were made of the right stuff to um, to lead men. Firstly, yeah. to lead ourselves and then to lead other men under all types of pressure. Now, that's a necessity within the military, mm-hmm. and you could definitely draw parallels into everyday life. With all of this is asking yourself the question around – the the bubbles that we live in, the man or the human made constructs that shelter us or or um, insulate us from nature. We have air cars with air conditioning. We live in houses with air conditioning, and 
working in quite um, quite comfortable business environments and the like. We're not overly exposed to nature. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I find that if people really want to test themselves, get out into nature, yeah. do some hard stuff, do some, uh, do some teamwork stuff in environments that you're not comfortable in. So that means you need to step into the unknown, mm-hmm. which plain and simply we're scared. Yeah. It's fear. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, um, it's facing those fears because within, within those fears or, or that, that suffering or that pain, whatever it is that you mm-hmm. want to call it, there's lessons. Mm. There's beauty, but you need to surrender to it. And surrender is another strong word. Most mm. people go, surrender? What do you mean surrender? <laughs> You're talking about, oh, I'm not going to lie down and die. That's, that's not what surrender means. So surrender means to, to accept now for what it is. In this mm. present moment, you might want it to be a million other things, and it's not. It is what it is. Then we can work on the positive within the situation rather than creating more resistance for ourselves by from the negative that keeps we, – we perceive. Mm. We perceive the negative, mm. and we perceive the positive. Uh, but it's I can tell you hand over hand that um, acting on the positive is a much better way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Creating more resistance is just – it's it's – it all comes crashing down. And that is such a, a piece of gold for everyone because like you, you said, um, we're all up against it at certain times and mm. um, maybe you want to ignore it or sugarcoat it but accepting it for what it is and taking that um, step forward. But that's the first the first part of it. So you often talk about getting out of your comfort zone. It's quite fitting. Obviously, with military training, you have to. And then in yeah. fitness as well, kind of going that extra um, rep or set or whatever it may be yeah. and just pushing beyond that. I'm interested to know in a business setting, uh, yeah. what takes you out of your comfort zone as a business man? For, for me, originally... Uh, communication yeah yeah it's um coming from a military setting where there's a lot of structure and a lot of discipline and you know there's certain procedures that you're just expected to follow and not overly question so there wasn't a lot of communication and sitting around going oh but there's a better way (laughs) or uh, um and it wasn't in the civilian or sorry the civilian or the, the the corporate sector where you had to concern yourself too much with marketing and and getting yourself out there and brand and the like. So mm-hmm. it, it was more about doing the job. So transitioning into a, into a civilian life, you know, working on the Biggest Loser, but then you know, behind the scenes, you know, business ideas and concepts and and um, and just uh, working with other people. I, I was quite challenged in a uh, in the communication um, mm-hmm. aspect and side of things, and it and it took me some time to because. It comes back to belief and um, and confidence as well. And you sit and listen to other people and you kind of bring them on board for their skill sets mm. and what it is that they do. And you might have a particular idea, but you don't want to voice that idea because you think that the others have got it all wrapped up. There, that's that's their craft. And then down the track, you're like, darn, I should have, <laughs> I should have spoke up. I should have put my two cents worth in because. It comes around that that's actually the way that you end up going, but you've got you've taken the long road. <laughs> uh, some important lessons, that's for sure. So then, did you notice a change once your communication, as in a business sense, as a as a leader in business, 
once your communication got better that you saw some differences in your team and the results from a business point of view? Yeah, definitely, because people knew. I remember people saying to me, uh, they couldn't get a good read on me. Uh. Uh, and, and you get that about a lot of military people because they don't say mm. a whole lot. And so people don't quite understand what it what they're thinking, you know, what it is that they want to uh, to do to achieve. But I don't, it's a funny dynamic. Um, <laughs> people who come from the from the um, from the military in that sense, and uh, it's not until they learn to to express themselves. I, I use a um, a term or an analogy: taking off your body armor, uh. like a, it being a little more vulnerable and, and opening yourself up. And I think that requires that emotional intelligence. And first, you need to be connect, connected with yourself, like have an understanding of, of your, how you're feeling and the mm. reasons why you're feeling a certain way mm. and have the conversation with yourself, but then be able to articulate it to others because a lot of the time when you don't know how you're feeling and the reasons why you're feeling a certain way, <clears throat> the especially for men, the easiest thing to, to grab a hold of is agitation and anger mm. because where there's a bit, there's fear Mm-hmm. We use that as a facade to try and get ourselves out of a situation or where we might feel like our um, our ego is being bruised, essentially, yeah. because someone's saying something that, you know, might seem more intelligent than our ability to afford dynamics of how our heads work and how we all then um, kind of work together in that sense off of, from a common ground. Yeah. Absolutely. So then in that transition from, say, military coming into business and that maybe a couple of years of transition for you, did you have any mentors guide you along the way, maybe some people in business or um, just some other leaders outside of the military to help you make that transition? Yeah, definitely. Um, gosh, I can even think back to... Uh to my time on The Biggest Loser and, and, and just observing Shannon and Michelle, the other trainers. Yeah. And their their ability to articulate themselves and, and get their point across in a way that um, it was easily understood mm. and in in very few words, essentially. And that's <laughs> kind of what television needs. They don't, they don't want you know, these massive big spiels because time is of the essence. But um, and that, And that really helped me. Um, to develop in a in a personal and and a professional sense, but then also just jumping in the deep end and doing talks, you know, from from uh, being on a gym floor talking to to uh, to coaches and to uh, clients of the gym to to doing talks like with the Commonwealth Bank and gosh of Nestle and you know being all over the place, you know, Housing Institute Australia, and it's quite a daunting. Um, experience and feeling and uh for anyone that's had to stand up in front of at least 10 people it's um <laughs> it, 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 yeah, you know it's coming yeah coming. oh and, uh, you better and, and that whole prior preparation and planning prevents piss poor performance <laughs> oh, that's better, it's like doing a it's like doing a, a, a test you've got all the information locked away and then you come to the test and you just have this mind dump yeah it's just the uh, uh, you're standing there but <laughs> There's a lot that I've, I've gleaned from, uh, from others over the years, you know, inspirations growing up, uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and, mm. and, uh, and the like, I guess, in that, the very, in that much in the physical aspect, which, mm. you know, spoke to me. Yeah. You know, a lot of friends, um, 
through my military career, other guys that were officers and of a higher rank than myself, just, you know, observing them and having conversations. And one guy in particular, Jeremy Hargraves, who was um, one of my bosses, but also a good friend, he, uh, mm-hmm. he went on to, to be a major, I think, and before he left. And then, uh, gosh, everyday life, um, everyday people, mm. like people that you don't actually hear about or know about like one one guy in particular i met when i just left the army and had started working um, as a trainer um and on the biggest loser and he came to me and he has cerebral palsy Mm. and he wanted to train and i said what's your goal what do you want to what do you want to achieve and he goes i want to be arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) you know this kid with who was 21 with cerebral palsy and you know his story is incredible for for a kid that just had to fight for himself and and mm. you know we talk about equality in this day and age and to be seen as a as an able-bodied human being mm. when you know if you were to look at him without talking to him or knowing him you just thought he's a he's another person with a disability mm. and um and he he went on to managing um sections within um david jones at bondi junction in sydney one of the biggest david jones in in australia wow. and um he now heads up and is the one of the managers of um, one of the biggest good guys. Um, wow! You know, in Australia, that where they want to roll out new concepts and ideas, it's his store that gets it. He's he's a bit of the the <laughs> test uh, the test dummy. So wow! You know, and, and gosh, it stirs some emotion in me even and talking about someone like that. And um, hmm. you know, my face shown here and there, and write ups in magazines and all that other type of stuff. And and this kid just does his thing. Yeah, incredible. It's, um, yeah, it's and it's the same even for your listeners. Like there's people mm. out there that you know this whole thing around recognition. Mm. And um, I, I, I say, I've said it to um, I used to say to the contestants on The Biggest Loser, mm-hmm. what it comes down to is what you're willing to do when the doors are closed, no one else is around, and the lights are off. The cameras aren't there. The lights are off. The doors are closed, and there's no one else around. Mm. that's when it counts you know you any any of us can kind of conjure enough energy when we've got eyes on us yes um you know kind of put on a display or a show but when it's dark when it's cold when it's gritty when you just don't feel like doing it Mm. what are you willing to do that's um that's what makes you and then and 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 no one else needs to know Mm. just you just just there in your chest like yeah. you can put your hand on your chest and you just you just know, yep, that's yeah. good. That's that's me. That is uh, incredible. I was going to ask uh, what might your parting advice be to our listeners and our community here and uh, that seems pretty profound what you've just said, but is there any real golden nugget that you have to add to that, Steve, about what you hope for people who are listening to this today, what they might be able to do mm. uh, following? Yeah, take your aspirations and all those things that you want to do and turn them into intention. Put yeah. some action to it. And um, it's not going it's not easy. And for majority of those listening, I, I'm I'm sure that you've you've done that time and time again. But um hey, this is this is life, it's relentless and um it's impermanent and it's a, it, it, that means it's ever changing. So you need to um you constantly gotta keep toiling. You gotta do the work because no one else is gonna do it for you. That is some very wise words there, uh, Steve. So I love how we kind of started off the conversation today about 
the legacy that you're looking to create and really just helping even from your kids to mm. be more of themselves and kind of there's a common theme of just bringing out the best version of everyone that you work with and every person that yeah. you come into contact with, which really resonates with all of us, I'd, I'd hope, as people, but at least as health professionals and in the health industry that we're in it because we want to help people live a better life with a better body and be able to do all the mm. things that they want to, run around with the kids or yeah. whether it's, you know, run a marathon or something like that. Um, so that resonates a hell of a lot with, with our community, which is incredible. And for me, that, that kind of training and storytelling you just shared with your time in the military about that it's important just to do the little things and master the mm. little things. Uh, we named our um, business clinic mastery, mastery being getting the small things right and committing right, yeah. to the small things. Because, like you said, it's very easy to be showy and, and um, look at all the latest stuff. But at the end of the yeah. day, the basics, the fundamentals are so, so important. Um, so that's an incredible story. And then obviously matching your ambition with action and uh, taking yeah. action is, is so important. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today and, and to everyone today. Thanks for listening and tuning into another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery. We'd really love your honest reviews and ratings on iTunes and for you to share the love with your friends on social media. You can head over to our website, clinicmastery.com, for all the show notes. For those that are serious about taking their clinic to the next level, you can sign up to our free Grow My Clinic online course over at our website, www.clinicmastery.com forward slash Grow My Clinic. Thanks so much, Steve. Uh, I really appreciate it. Not a, not a problem. Thanks, Ben. And uh, everyone out there, have fun. <laughs> Wise words. Thanks, man. This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. 